Welcome to Input GR, a podcast by Dunamis Media. Hey folks, Bruce with Dunamis Media and welcome to Input GR where we ask for your input so we can have a better outcome. And today I'm with Larry Martin of Keller Williams and also with Tim Maduna of Treadstone Funding. And we're going to be asking Tim some questions on the mortgage lending part of things. So, but before we do that, uh, I would like to mention my daughter's business, and that is Vital and Wild. She just came out with a new product, and it's uh, in droppers, and uh, you just put it on your tongue. It's an herb. It's uh, they're bitters. It's called Bless the Bitters, and uh, it's for your digestive system. You take it like 20 to 25 minutes before you eat. And it actually helps break down your food and also curbs your appetite, such as sweets and caffeine, which I have a problem with. But anyway, I like both. (laughs) Don't we we all? Yeah, exactly. So, But um, anyway, um, if you want to get in touch with her regarding that, if you'd like to buy that from her, this is her own own creation. Uh, You can contact her at vitalandwild.com. And if you'd like a class regarding herbs... Uh, you can contact her about that as well. And then at the end of this podcast, as tradition, I always ask my, my guest a Michigan trivia question. Oh. Yeah, it's always fun. Okay. Fantastic. So, so Tim, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. All right. So uh, tell me a little bit, Tim, about your, your um, how long you've been in the mortgage business and uh, why you love it. So for me, I've been mortgages for about 14, 15 years. And just the premise of helping clients make that biggest purchase of their lifetime. Um, if it's a first time home buyer, you're walking them through the process because maybe they don't know the whole thing, you know, what happens each step and just being able to help them do that. And, or if it's a family buying their second, third house, just being able to sit down at the closing table like Larry and I have had and, and just seeing the, the happiness and the glow on people's faces. That's cool. And you and Larry have been working together for a while. Larry, how long have you been working with? I've been working with Tim for about five years now. Five years. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. And uh, I was going to ask you a question about um, how long does it take, for instance, once you, from start to finish, how long does it normally take? So start to finish, once we actually have a contract in place, um, anywhere from 19 to maybe 25 days. Okay. Um, but the first steps is obviously getting pre-approved, um, which is just having a quick conversation about their financial situation, credit, income, and we take that and we really customize their pre-approval. You know, if it goes from what their you know goal is of monthly payment wise or the down payment, we really make it so it's not just a generic pre-approval, and okay. we really customize the pre-approval to their needs. Um, and from there, that's when we pass over to the the realtor to have them go out, show houses, find houses, and once they're under contract, we usually say about three weeks, but it could be varies a couple of days here or there. And interest rates pretty good right now. Interest rates are phenomenal. Um, the difference, you know, a lot of it's in the news about where rates were at this time last year. Uh, the rates were in the high fours, low fives last year, and right now, depending on the situation, it's in the high threes, low fours. Okay. So the difference in uh, monthly payment-wise from last year to this year, depending on the loan amount size, it could be anywhere from $75 difference up to like $200 difference. Okay. Um, right now, we've been contacting a lot of our past clients that closed in that time frame last year where rates were high, and a lot of them are able to 
just do a quick refinance to lower the monthly payment, the principal and interest part, or possibly drop PMI off, or um, you know maybe do some cash out. A lot of different options. That's a, interesting. You just brought PMI on. Uh, can you explain to those how that works? I mean, when some because that, that's an insurance, correct? Yes. And how does that work? Could you tell me that? So the PMI is for a lot of people that don't that don't have twenty percent to put down. Uh, it's called private mortgage insurance. The plain English version of it is it's an extra insurance policy in case you were ever to foreclose on the house. I see. Um, there's other ways to get around it, but it's would have to be like a one-time fee that's pretty expensive. So it varies on the different loan products. Mm-hmm. You know, the FHA, conventional, VA doesn't have PMI, which is nice, or USDA, which is RD. Um, it just depends on your credit score, loan amount, mm-hmm. down payment. Um, but that's when we can customize the loan pre-approval for you to really tailor it to your situation. Which for us, I try to get as many clients into the office beforehand so that we can show them all the numbers and that they understand everything before they even start looking at houses. So there's really no big surprises. Okay. And, and that, that PMI insurance can eventually be removed, correct? Yes. Uh, on conventional loans. Uh, on conventional the, loans, the, yes. thre- the threshold is usually 80% loan to value as long as you contact the lender. Got it. Or if you forget, it automatically drops off at 78% loan to value. Got now, it. FHA, uh, which is another loan product out there, I think it was about five years ago, it used to be, it'll drop off at seven and a half, or, or seven and a half years or 78% loan to value, mm-hmm. whatever the later the two are. But about five or six years ago, FHA changed it so that it's always on there automatically Got for it. the life of the loan. Okay. So you have 10 years, 15, 20, and 30, right? Is Correct. It, huh? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, the benefits of going for a lesser mortgage, obviously your interest rates are going to be lower mm-hmm. for the amount of years. Um, here's a question for you. When someone wants to pay off their mortgage, mm-hmm. um, what is the best way to accelerate that? Because I know a lot of people, there's there's different theories. You hear a lot of different things banging around. What, what would you recommend? For me, the the thing that makes most sense is for like the people that were refinancing, mm-hmm. you know, the people that we talked about that were at a higher rate yeah. last year. Their kind of options are doing another, you know, do another thirty or twenty or fifteen. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, if you do another thirty, we're adding that one year back on. But if they feel comfortable with the payment they've been making, mm-hmm. and say they're saving two hundred bucks, mm-hmm. that's going to turn that thirty year into probably roughly about a 16 or 17 year uh, loan, just by keeping the payment where it's at, and if their savings was $200 a month. Okay. Um, so so that's paying 200 towards the principal? Just to the principal. Yeah. And there's ways that we can do the calculations to show that to the client. Mm-hmm. The reason I kind of like that versus jumping up to a 20 or 15 is because everyone knows life, life happens. Yeah. You know, They're not tied to that higher 15-year payment or that 20-year payment that's a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. They have the option where if you have car problems, that maybe this next month you don't make that extra $200 or $300 you know, extra to the principal that you can kind of calculate it and kind of organize it yourself. I see. So um, a lot of different options, but that's the way when we can look through the numbers and make sense of what's best for the client. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. There's a, there was a, um, I was thinking about reflecting on the 2008 housing crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, 
most of us remember that, right? Right. And that was in interesting because we were, a lot of us were underwater, meaning that we owed more than the house was worth, right? Yes. So is your approach on lending different than it was then, or do you have a, the same approach? You know, for me, uh, I always try to put a client in the best situation possible. And when I'm talking to a client the first time, I always ask them, hey, what's your comfort level on a monthly payment basis? If they're paying $1,000 a month in rent right now, all right, is that where your comfort range is or do you want to be a little bit higher or a little bit lower? For me, I never like to tell a client what their max pre-approval is mm -hmm. because if they've told me $1,200 is what they feel comfortable with, but I know after running the numbers, they could afford a $2,000 monthly payment per the guidelines, I don't want them to know that. You know, and I don't want to say I don't want them to know that, but I kind of, they already told me what their comfort range is and what they feel most comfortable with mm -hmm. and why I really focus on that max because, you know, you want to put them in the best situation yes. possible, you know, uh, house poor. You don't want right. the, the, that terminology to be for any client that is looking to buy a house because, like I said earlier, life happens. Yeah. Uh, car problems or yeah. uh, maybe it's a, you know, first time home buyers and they just found out they're pregnant for the first time, you know, so things right. happen that you never want to put a client in, the, in where they're maxed out. And same thing with Larry when we're yeah. talking to like clients buying houses, you know, you don't want them to be house poor or house right. broke is the terminology. I was just thinking the same thing because you want to find something that they're comfortable with, a payment they're going to be comfortable with. Um, how do you approach that? Usually, you just go by their income strictly? When I first talked to them, we talked about that, how much you want to spend a month. And then we find out what they're qualified for. Mm -hmm. And then as we show them houses, once they pick one out, then we know it's going to be within that budget. So they're not going to feel bad. Right. If there was a max, like Tim was talking about, then they could, you know, potentially buy a house for three hundred thousand, let's say. Yeah. And they find out, whoa, that payment's going to be two thousand yeah. a month. Right. And that's way out of their comfort zone. So right. how Tim does it, it's how I like to do it as well. Sure. So you guys work together a little bit. Oh yeah. That. It's all about the team and the communication between the team, and you never want a client to get into a situation where they're going to be upset after the deal happens, you know, Absolutely. Um, hey, they feel really pressured about the, where the payment is and just, you don't want to have that bad taste in their mouth about working with myself and with Larry yeah. or whoever it is, you know, you never want to have that. So you want to make it as enjoyable as yeah. possible. Both parties need to be happy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I agree. It's amicable. One thing I'm kind of excited about though is how, um, you know, first time buyers right now can buy a house for very low down mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. some of the credit restrictions have come down some of yeah they, they definitely have and um, one big thing uh, student loan debt um, they used to have to take one percent um, on for rural development loans one percent of whatever the balance was now it's a half a percent mm -hmm. um, so that frees up some uh, areas but when we pull someone's credit if they do have some blemishes on there there's ways that we can take a look at all right, score potential improvement, mm -hmm. and maybe that's paying down one or two credit cards a little bit. Right. Maybe they're not ready right now, but in a month, two months possibly, they we have everything ready for them. Sure. Um, and it puts them in a better situation possibly anyways. Um, but credit-wise, you, you gotta start somewhere with it, and, and just having us take a look and what they have, and even if they're saying we're gonna buy in the spring, 
it's not a bad thing to kind of get your ducks in a row now right because if there is something that's on the credit report that we can fix in the meantime yeah. awesome but there's always a lot of times that i see when someone says i'm going to buy in the spring but that time frame speeds up a little bit more once i as the lender say you're approved for this amount okay so many times you know that we've worked with clients that they always end up buying way sooner than what they wanted. Okay, is what I always see. Uh, that's because they can look on their phone for houses. And they can boom, yeah. boom. Exactly. And the wife wants to look, and boom, boom, boom. Right. Oh, yeah. It happened to me with a dog. I told my wife to go look at. We're just going to look at dogs. <laughs> and of course, I came home with a dog and about two hundred dollars worth of stuff. So that's funny. I always explain that to right. clients too. Right. I actually use that story all the time. That's funny. Mm. Well, it's interesting. You said you're talking about the. Um, the restrictions because I know that when we went through the, the loan process just a couple of years ago we had moved from our house over um, from by Riverside Park we are on the northeast side and we had a pretty you know based on the equity from our home we had a very nice down payment but it's interesting I had um, I had some there was an issue that I had with it. a couple of things on it uh, maybe there was a something a missed like a collection or something? Some type of collection that I knew nothing about. Tell me a little bit about that, why they're so stringent on certain things. Well, you mentioned it, the 2008 meltdown in a way, and it is it is good that we do have to ask for a lot of documents. Mm -hmm. um, I try to tell clients, hey, I'm asking you for all these documents up front when they come in to meet with me the first time, and it may be 95% of everything I'm going to ask. Yeah. It might be 75% because there's things that pop up that... Um, we might not know about when we have that sure. just general conversation, but you know, it's it's a good thing that we need to ask for a lot of documents to make sure nothing like 2008 happens True. again. True. Um, most of the people, you can explain it and be like, all right, this is why I need it. And some people will be like, well, I don't like it, but I'll get it to you. Sure. It's kind of like, it's not me personally that right. wants the stuff. Right. It's the guidelines. And, yeah. But yeah. the guidelines are there for a reason. Yeah. And it's to... Um, you know, there are some ways, like you said, the credit restrictions that we can work with, but mm -hmm. the, the guidelines are there to make sure that sure. we put that client in a good situation also. I wanted to add something. Um, when I get a, a, a listing that has five, six, seven offers on it, if I find a, a local lender, a guy that I really know knows what he's talking about, somebody that asks the tough questions like Tim, then the tendency is going to be to go with that offer. Okay. Because, um, as opposed to somebody that doesn't ask the tough questions to the clients, so I think that's really important. Okay, you know, yeah. you can get a pre-approval online by filling out your phone. There's the, a big company out there that says you can just do it while you're sitting on your couch. To me, if that, that, that's not how you buy a house, it's the relationship. It's actually asking yeah. those tough questions. Sure. Um, there's so many times where like uh, a client gets sent to me if they've already talked to somebody and they're. One of the things they tell me is, oh, you've asked a lot more questions yeah. than the other person ever did. And it's like, well, I want to get to know more of their situation, yeah, more of what their their goals are. You know, it's weird talking to people about their buying goals, but that's how you deepen that relationship and really figure out exactly what they're looking for. That's a really, really good point. I mean, there's so many things. I mean, we can do a lot online, but there's still that. That real relationship mm -hmm. is, it has to be there, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Because I mean, the fact is that you can they can ask questions and bounce them off you, and you're right there to answer those questions, and you're even there to ask uh, ask them tough questions, you know, or it's, about their future. When Larry does listing appointments, uh, 
going to the person's house to see the house and to, and to look to list it. And the one thing I always told one time was, if you can sit kneecap to kneecap with somebody, mm-hmm. and when you're doing any kind of sales, it could be computer sales, houses, mortgages, whatever, it's always better to sit kneecap to kneecap and actually see the reaction and yeah. ask those questions and answer them versus everything that's online. Yeah. Obviously online's great, but right. in this business, it's all about relationship right. and really getting to know your clients uh, really well. The localness it definitely helps us mm-hmm. here at Treadstone and myself, yeah. uh, you know, myself and my mm-hmm. team. Um, we work with a lot of good realtors, local realtors. Sure, sure. Uh, Larry's one of them, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say we're about 89% referral base. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we have a great name, sure. and you know, some of the bigger banks are taking a little bit longer to close loans. Yeah. And sometimes mm-hmm. in this business, you need something to get done fast. Sure. Um, but also, if we put our name on a pre-approval letter, mm-hmm. that means we have asked those tough questions. That we have taken the extra step mm-hmm. to, to make sure that, that that client is ready to buy, and you know, that they can look at the offer as a strong offer. Sure. Well, that's awesome. Well, hey, thanks so much, Tim. Very good information. Thank um, you. Thanks for having really me. Really awesome. Um, and I would like to ask you that trivia question. Okay? Okay. So I'm going to fire away here. Okay. Um, these three actors, there were three actors that were in the Ten Commandments. Okay? One of these three actors that were in that movie was from St. Helen, Michigan. Was that Charlton Heston, Ewell Brenner, or Ann Baxter? Complete, hundred percent guess. Charles Heston. Yes, very good. Yes, there you go. <laughs> no, I knew, I knew that. Uh, yeah. Good job, good job. Tim, how uh, can they get in touch with you if you uh, if someone will be interested? Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, direct line to the office 616-228-6201. Okay. Um, email address is Tim, just T I M at treadstonemortgage.com. Okay. Or they can go onto our Treadstone Mortgage website. Uh, and find me to apply for a link. So is that treadstone.com or treadstonemortgage.com? Treadstonemortgage.com. Okay, very so, cool. Yeah, anytime, give me a call. I'm, I'm available. All right, well, so. very good. Well, thanks for joining us and everyone out there. Thank you for joining us. And remember, keep listening, keep growing, and keep learning. I'm Bruce with Input GR. You have a blessed day.